This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments with my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Today we're going to be going back a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Some shitty movies. <laughs> Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Alright, this movie came out in 2002. Directed by George Lucas. If only there was a better title for that movie. Huh. Hmm. Written by George Lucas. Starring Natalie Portman, Hayden Christensen, Ian McGregor. Various CGI creatures that might have well been George Lucas. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, talk to the clones. Ho, ho, ho. All right, so the title. First of all, let's talk about that. I know everybody hates it. I don't hate it. Not necessarily like it, but I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't have any like real negative opinion on. I think it's kind of goofy, but you know these these movies are supposed to be for kids at the end of the day. So, and it, it harkens back to the old serials. Um, that's where said, people get decapitated pretty often in those serials, huh? Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> that said, uh, it does. The title doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Why? Because the clones it's, are good guys. It's, it's, yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Eh, they're still attacking. They are. Yeah. Well, they could have been attacking the Jedi, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't hate. It. I remember the first time I heard it. I liked it. I. It's cheesy, but so is Empire Strikes Back. So. Eh. Yeah. Okay. I just. I'm reaching here because there's not much good about this movie, <laughs> and the title is something I'm not going to complain about. <laughs> Devil's Advocate. <laughs> well, I just think The Clone Wars is a much better title. And it's already, you know, preset. It's very ominous. For a movie that's in the middle, it's supposed to be the dark one. Uh, just, I think The Clone Wars would have just set up the mood a little bit better. I mean, the movie would not have lived up to the title. But yeah, anyway, I was just going to say that. I guess it, it is appropriate for <laughs> the goofiness of this movie. If. If we were to rearrange history, I would have not made Phantom Menace have this movie be the first movie and then make Clone Wars the second movie and then whatever, Revenge of the Sith. Like, I don't know why you need him as a little boy. Just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you should. Yeah. Uh, Pat Oswald has a great bit about this where he is a hypothetical where if he ran into George Lucas. And George Lucas told him about this rad movie he was making, this new Star Wars movie. And now he's just slowly, slowly becomes more and more disappointed with everything that comes out of Lucas's mouth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Anyway, and uh, before we get into this, the one reason I brought this up is um, listening to a lot of podcasts and YouTube shows. 
And we're finding out that kids like this movie. And those kids are now in their 20s and 30s. And they're making content. And they don't hate it as much as us old fogies do. So mm-hmm. there's something to be said about that. Um, and I, th- I think if, the same way in that, like, for me and I think all of us, we don't hate the Ewoks. We kind of we tolerate them or we just like them. And that's because we saw them when we were very little, whereas adults who saw them thought it was stupid. So I, I can see that. And we are going to attack – oh, I am going to attack this as a bitter old man <laughs> when we review this movie. What, the, the clones? Yeah. Yes. Um, so if, if, if ever there was a reason to hate millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but if, um, just keep that in mind. And if any of you guys like it, let us know. We're like, to hear about it. We're not that closed minded. I don't think probably are. <laughs> I like to think we're not. Well, no, we would, well, let me elaborate. We would like to hear about it. We will probably hate you for it, but we would like to hear about it. <laughs> that is Scott. I would like to hear about it and convince me why this is a good movie. No, I kid. Um, all right. So let's get into it. Um, seven things we like about this movie each. Or don't like about this. Or, or, or seven, like. seven top seven yes. things that pop out of this. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, I, yeah. Uh, yes, this could have been easily seven things I hate, but I tried to mix it up because there are some things I like about it. So I'll say, first off, the thing that's not CGI and the best part about this movie is Christopher Lee. I think he does a damn good job of being a bad guy and delivering these crappy lines, just like... Grand Marf Tarkin and these old British dudes who did the hammer stuff, they know how to do it and Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, this is tailor made for him, like the <laughs> the super corny dialogue and setting. Yeah, I think he does an excellent job. I mean, this came out two thousand two. This is right when Lord of the Rings was coming out. He had his big resurgence back then, and I think he's really good in this. You know, the fight scene's terrible, but I mean so is Yoda in that fight scene, so whatever, but I, I, I will like say him. this. Dooku does have like the coolest lightsaber. With the banana grip? It's like a fencing sword. It's ergonomic for his arthritic riddled hand. Yeah, I would say like the, the whole best, point, whole like point is that it's like that he's like a like a fencing style. So he has like a fencing hilt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except for that one time where for some reason he held it up above his head with two hands and he almost fell over. But anyways. Death blow, man. He was going for the death blow. <laughs> Oh, man, we're missing the death club. <laughs> so, Christopher, I think the name Count Dooku is pretty goddamn ridiculous. And, uh, yeah. And I, I think his Sith name is Tar- Darth Tyrannus. Like, oh, that's not Tyrannus. a... Uh, that's a pretty terrible name, but... Yeah, did, but so, uh, Vader is just the tippity-top. You can't... You, it's all downhill from there. You can't get better than Vader. No, but Maul's pretty cool. Maul's close. It yeah. is really cool. I'm like, okay, not so bad. Not Vader, but it's still in line. With everything. And Sidious, Sidious is pretty, it's pretty, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Sidious. And I was no. like, props <laughs> to Christopher Lee when he's in that one scene where he's talking to all the Separatist leaders. And, I mean, what is this guy thinking? And he's in there. And I doubt there was a single robot in there. And if there was, it was just all CG. And then he's like, beep, 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 beep. Breaking clan relations, whatever. Just fucking Watt Tambor. Yeah. God, how do you know that name? Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that kudos for him for just not quitting after that one scene right there. <laughs> oh God. I mean, Ian McKellen almost quit. Uh, was it The Hobbit? Because that's pretty much what he was doing. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Luckily, Peter Jackson had built up enough goodwill over the years that he accepted it. I guess. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let him finish. And then release, and release the Hobbit anyways. All right. So number seven, Christopher Lee for me. Um, I don't know who's going next. Scott, go next. Okay. Number seven is uh, in overly saturated CGI production that was this movie. Uh, the one thing that I thought was the worst <laughs> was the <clears throat> like right toward the <clears throat> excuse me right toward the very end when Padme is out in the middle of the desert and she's out there with the stormtroopers and it's all CGI. Yep. It's like yep. really you couldn't put four fucking dudes inside of a in stormtrooper outfits. I, I don't care. Stand in front of a green screen. Green screen. You didn't actually have to go to a desert, but. They're like, no, we just need more CGI in the in this one frame. So here's some more CGI stormtroopers, yeah. and that kind of sums up the like the the delicacy <laughs> in which the CGI was added. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is my number seven too. I hate CGI clone troopers. I'm like, really, Scott? Damn it! I mean, I get it when you're having the big battles and then those big wide shots, but there's of like course. three of them. Like, just put. Like you don't even need to make new new suits. Just like go to the prop department; they had them ready to go from the old. Oh, movie. but I mean, if you've seen all the CGI crowd work, it won't be believable if they're not CGI. Yeah. So, all right, this is my number three. I'll jump in here. The reason they didn't do it is because they look shitty, and if you put a real guy in a costume next to the CGI, it would look so fucking bad. I think. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you could have had all human beings. Mm-hmm. Like in it, it, the CG, like no, computer graphics were far enough ahead there to throw some people in a desert. No, but they, yeah, they could have put that scene with Padme in there, but then all the fighting scenes, he was not going to do that. He was going to make them CGI, and then they would stand out like a sore thumb. Ugh. That's my opinion. And also, uh, the engineers were so excited about whether or not they should or could. They didn't make <laughs> suits. Fuck, I messed it up. Goldblum knows what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> and then just sell it. You want to sell it. Seriously, the, the ILM guys were so busy trying to see if they, they could do it, they didn't think that they should because it looks awful. And you can just tell, like, mm-hmm. by the right new movies to, now. Right next to, uh, what's her face? Natalie Portman. She's like, of course, there's nobody there. With great power. Yeah. It's great responsibility. The, the yeah. CGI clones, this is my number three. CGI clones is the worst fucking thing. And, I, and maybe because they're fighting CGI robots, and it, I think it just, you couldn't mash the two together. And, I don't know, but yeah, it, it's one of the things that pisses me off the most about this entire movie, even though it's only my number three. <laughs> but um, it's a good call, Scott. Good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, number seven. That was my number seven, also. Oh, okay. Fucking CGI clone troopers. All right, my number six is Obi Wan Kenobi's fake fucking beard in this movie. God damn, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> And it's like, okay, I understand there's pickups, but it's like half the movie, you look at him and you're like, god damn, it is awful. It's like it's glue. You can see the glue in his hair. It's oh. it's CGI glue. Oh my god, it is awful. It is so distracting. And I think I didn't know about it until somebody pointed it out one time to me. And then ever since then, I just can't. And it's just, ah. <laughs> there's the scene. better after. They'd done the CGI, I guess, then he would have had an excuse. <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe there's a scene, right, where they're about to go into that little um, sports bar when they're chasing after the bounty hunter. 
And he's like, Anakin, this is your... And he's giving him his lightsaber back. This is your extension. You can't lose... And it just... It's a close-up on him. And it just... Oh, my God. You can see the fucking Elmers. It's awful. <laughs> Elmers. <laughs> so, Ewan McGregor's fake beard. Who, by the way, is probably the best part of all three of these movies. But his beard... His fake beard sucks. <laughs> there it is. Scott, number six. Okay. My number six is this isn't necessarily good or bad but it's super fucked up (laughs) Uh, again towards the end they have the big fight between the robots and the (laughs) and the jedi and then uh, a certain character bites the dust to leave young boba fett uh holding his father's head (laughs) no (laughs) he went over his helmet no, his head was in there. It had to be. No, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, yeah, this, it is. Is a kid, this is a kid's movie, huh? Uh, his head's not. It's not, Scott. Actually, I, 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 this is me nerding out. If there's a, when his head flies off, they actually show a shadow, and you see the head popping out of the helmet. They didn't but, do a good enough job. I'm saying nope. he's it's still, dist- it's, it's still, still in there. It's still disturbing, I know. But... Oh, where the How fuck is it? He didn't turn into Vader. It's my head cannon. That's who we're going with. He's holding Whoa! his head. I, okay, I agree with you. And it's Boba, <laughs> Boba Fett. Where? It's oh, fucked up. Like, why is he even in this? And then it never pays off. You never see him in, like, the next movie. So, like, why do they put him in these prequels? Just... And they have to change his voice in the special editions. And he has to bump his head getting out of the ship, because that's why all stormtroopers bump their heads. Fucking... <laughs> This oh, is no good fuck. to me if he's dead. <laughs> so. No disintegration, as you wish, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Alex keeps bringing up the kids thing. That's the thing. Like Lucas keeps saying that, and it's true. But then every once in a while, there's something like that, or you know, trade disputes. <laughs> like it's not for. It's not all for kids. You can't keep falling back on that. Yep. All right, Scott. True. Or Alex, number six. The, the Scott damn sand monologue. Jeebus H. <laughs> oh my gosh, the groan that I let out in the movie theater as soon as he said that damn line. That whole ugh. I hate it. Like <laughs> Scott damn Scott damn Lucas. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might have more to say about uh, dialogue overall, including that line later. Yeah, I hate sand and all the people that are named after sand. <laughs> All the people that live in sand. Mm-hmm. Gets everywhere. <laughs> Fucking gets everywhere. Definitely Scott sand. Did. Definitely. Uh, I mean, Hayden Christensen isn't as terrible an actor as this movie makes him out to be. He's not great, but he's not this bad. No, he's not. I Jeebus age. I mean, Natalie Portman wins Oscars, but not in this. Not even close. <laughs> nope. And, uh, yeah, that whole sand thing. I told you the time my brother... He doesn't know this movie. I mean, he's probably seen it once or twice. He's not. He would did not do this to be funny. He said this was the best movie ever. Yeah, you know that was Phantom Menace. <laughs> one time we were talking about going to the beach, and he's like, "I hate the beach. I hate sand. It gets everywhere." And he was pretty much pulling off. I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, Anakin!" <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Well, maybe it was <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> he just had a real life experience. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't translate well. 
All right. Yep. Where are we now? I've already lost track. Number number six? Five. All right. Five. Um, all right. I'll go back to a positive thing. I love the visuals of Coruscant at night during that chase scene. I, I really dug that. That chase scene itself is okay. I mean, they have to throw in stupid stuff like Poodoo and whatever the hell they're doing. But Death sticks. <laughs> Well, before the death sticks part, but just the chase. I like the way it looks, especially like the little balcony where that bounty hunter's out and she's using her little sniper rifle and little neon ads, little little Blade Runner-esque with the neon ads and the stuff. So I like that. I thought it was cool. I remember the first time watching it. Um, but then it's, as with this whole movie, it's like, as soon as there's something cool, then they immediately take it away by him driving that little stupid convertible car and little poodoo monsters and I don't know. But the visuals are really cool. I have to give it that. Especially Alex, as a, sorry, go ahead. I can say, especially since I read all, you know, but all the whatever Legends books now. I've got expanded universe stuff before these came out, so they always talk about Coruscant. You never really saw, it. and you got an introduction to it in Phantom Menace, obviously, which was really great. But seeing it at night and kind of seeing the lower levels and stuff like that, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, so. <clears throat> agreed. Alex, what what are the race of the Poodoo people? Um. Uh, oh, Dugs. Oh, Doug. Yeah, I knew it was like a a random, just a boring white guy name. <laughs> or a verb. Doug. Oh, or a verb. Yeah. Um. All right. So Alec or Scott, number five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number five is <laughs> Johnny. It's, it's terrible. Uh, just. Utter dumb fan service, although I'm not complaining. The uh, the super contrived way that uh, Padme gets her midriff <laughs> of her clothing ripped off, <laughs> so it's she spends kids. like the last like it's for kids 45 minutes of the movie with her with her tummy hanging out for all the world to see. She gets ripped across the stomach by this giant cat, and the only thing that happens to her is her clothes get a little shredded. Yeah, her spine doesn't get severed, her guts don't spill out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was... Even the first time I saw it, I was... I was like Brian when we went to see uh, Reign of Fire. Just just my my mouth hanging open like, oh, this is so dumb. My mouth was hanging open too, but... (laughs) Whoa! Ooga! Which, and that, that, that whole... That whole sequence leads me to another point uh, later on on my list, but uh, yeah, the the bear midriff, Natalie Parton's bear midriff, which is also uh, playing the third ten at Coachella this year. <laughs> First day, <laughs> bear midriff. Natalie Parton's bear midriff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's stupid, but I whatever. I mean, that's one thing. George Lucas is a perv. He likes putting his female characters in skimpy outfits and. I mean, the whole, that whole you guys are talking about this. Well, maybe you'll get into the love scene later. But she changes outfits like every five seconds, and <laughs> yeah, she does in her hair, in her <laughs> hair, and there's backless dresses and bondage outfits she's wearing. Like Lucas is <laughs> a little pervy. So, oh, oh, oh. he's right. Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, Alex, number five. Uh, my number five is Scott Damn. Oh, 
I'm going to give you, I, I'm a bounty hunter, Django Fed. I'm going to give you, another bounty hunter, this job to go assassinate Padme. Here, take these worms. Okay. What? I hate that whole thing. Just the whole trying to kill somebody with worms when, ugh. He was busy being a clone. She was saying, it's like, a, it's like a bad Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't bother me. I mean, I've seen other movies where you the, the head guy pays off somebody who then pays off somebody else. I mean, you always want to be the middleman. See, she paid off the worms to go do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, she's the shape-shifting alien for some reason. Eh. Why didn't she change her face again to, like, hide from Anakin and Obi-Wan? Uh, by the way, with the, the whole face-changing thing, like, how does that race not, like, Taking over the entire universe. You never know. Maybe they are the secret. Like maybe that's who um, Imperial Leader Snoke is. Is one of these face changing people. Mm. But seriously, if there's a race of people that can change their appearance at will to look like anybody, like why why haven't they like already taken over the galaxy? Just saying. Like you said, maybe they have. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're the stonecutters. I don't know. <laughs> we do. They just happen to look like we Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, they made him a star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with the, you know, a bounty hunter paying another bounty hunter. I do have the changing thing was stupid. And she even, like, wears a, a veil over her face. Like, that seems pointless if you can change your face. Yeah. But. It's part of the, oh, yeah. the assassin outfit, though. Gave her like a plus they, five to her high check. Can't get all the stats if she doesn't have the yeah. complete set. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number four. I'm going to do something uh, good here again. Oh, wow. Two goods in a row. Um, there are a couple shots, as much as I hate the CGI mess of the battle sequence, but there's a couple shots in, this, in the clone versus droid battle that I do like. And mostly it has to do with the. Uh, when they, like that sandstorm comes, because the, they they shoot one of the ships down and it comes down and it creates, and out of nowhere there's like three or four like shots that they're like they're like uh, handheld, and they give the action like a lot more. I don't know something about it just makes it a lot better. Like Battlestar Galactica did that a lot in their action shots and mm. like the, they're shooting and there's like laser fire through the sand and then like it pans up and you can see like this clone troopers in one of the big tanks and he's pointing. And there's more... Sh- I don't know. It just was really cool. I got to give some credit there. I remember enjoying that a lot uh, the first time I watched it. And to this... I just watched it again, and I still like that. Um, it's... You know, it, that's the same with everything. And in the next scene, there's a little stormtrooper on a little seat with shooting little balls at people or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, this is stupid. But... <laughs> Boomers? Uh, <laughs> Misa no have a boomer. Um, so, yeah. There he goes. A couple of the shots in the clone battle was pretty cool. Seeing all the lightsabers in the sand, too. Like, all that was pretty cool. Um, what about Kit but... Fisto smiling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for um, trip- more Jedi stuff to come up on my list. <laughs> all right. Uh, Alex? Scott? I have no idea. Scott's I don't even drink four. tonight. I'm freaking just tired. Scott 4. Number four. Uh, it was the no romance romance. Uh, yep. Just horrible dialogue. They have no chemistry. It's uh, because I'm so in love with you. 
Yeah, the, oh, the whole so the, the way the together is super contrived. Um, it just and, and flo- the whole an apple to her mouth. Ugh. Yeah, the whole plot like revolves around it, and while while they're off having their forbidden romance, fucking Jar Jar's in charge back at the Senate. Yeah, really, <laughs> <laughs> fucking really. <laughs> of all the people to leave in charge, oh my god. So yeah, that was so much of the movie is that the whole uh, so, uh, for apologies is if, if this is somebody's list, but the the stupid elephant donkey things that they ride around on. <laughs> it was on my list. I had to bump them for the CGI clones because I hate those guys more. Um, and then just <laughs> elephant donkeys. <laughs> Whatever the hell those things are. Yeah, <laughs> they're on two legs just. <laughs> With some more horrible air. CGI, well, yeah, when he's like on riding one of them, and then if yeah. it wasn't Jedi, he would have broken his neck. It's more of a platypus hippopotamus. At any rate, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it's just such a <laughs> the whole like plot of the all three movies kind of hinges on this, and it's just bad. It's just terrible. Are you an angel? <laughs> yeah. Aided at a port snippet. So you know another funny thing? I just learned this on uh, another podcast I'm listening to. Star Wars Minute. If you guys don't listen to it, listen to it. Anyway, they said that Hayden Christian and Natalie Portman were actually an item when they made this movie. I can see it. They're yeah, good, too bad. Yeah, no. George they're Lucas both, came in between. Yeah. yeah they're, they're both good-looking people, I guess. I know, but to say <laughs> I had no chemistry, it's like... Yeah, yeah, I know. That's the thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I'm sure it got, the chemistry got toned down for Lucas because he just couldn't... I don't know. Like, whoa, hate a minute. That's this movie's for kids. That's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But there's one thing I'll say. Uh, has Natalie Portman ever been, like, a love interest in a movie before? And, like, good? I was thinking about this. Like, all her movies, she's does. She's not really that. Is she? I've only seen a few of her movies, so maybe that's... It's, you mean, like, a... Like a <sighs> I'm not following you. Well, like, where is she? Where is she? A couple, like, a nice play, uh, boyfriend girlfriend in a movie. Mm, Wait, where... but does it have to be good? Because <laughs> there's well, that yeah, one... yeah, she's yeah. usually doing more dramatic things that don't really aren't aren't as happy go lucky, I guess. She went did that uh... one stupid movie with the Kutch. Yeah, they were just bang. They were friends with benefits or something, right? Yeah, yeah, right. I never saw that because I like myself. Because that was yeah. <laughs> Ugh. And that was that's that's not true. I don't like myself, but I did see it. Uh, that was the movie that came out at the same time as another exactly the same movie with Mila Kunis. It was like no strings attached. It was like the same yeah. movie with a different like, title. Stage, you fucking serious? <laughs> Fuck buddies. Oh. I think was the third one. That came out. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that that was Rogan the Fox. Version. That was the name of the Fox TV show spinoff. <laughs> it's uh, the new apartment complex that Job is building. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what was the name of that one? Fuck Island. Fuck or Island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was with uh, Danny McBride and Your Highness. All right. Yeah. So I didn't see that either. Big chastity belt. Um, so, yeah. That's another thing I was thinking of. So, when Star Wars came out, I was super little. And so, I never... Uh, I never had a thing for Princess Leia, right? She was always just, to me, I was already, by the time all three movies came out, I was seven or eight years old. Just not a, not a thing. Yeah. I never really saw her as anything like that. 
these new movies, now they're all like Daisy Ridley's all too young. These girls are all too young. I don't have anything. But so Natalie Portman, I guess, was the my Star Wars crush, and, and she was so terrible in the movies that I don't care. <laughs> she's like all that terrible acting make my dick soft. <laughs> so I still think she's hot. So out of the three, she was the one yes. I would choose because. What, what about what about Wildcard Jin Erso? Yeah, she's amazing. Serio. Jeff's girlfriend. Yeah, she is. But not bad mouth. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know, it was something I was thinking about. Like, yeah, Princess Leia was, I was too young. The other one, now I'm too old for the new one, so Padme was just right. Too bad she's the worst out of the bunch. <laughs> At least yeah. character-wise, anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, she doesn't even give birth to real children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Her character, oh, I forgot what, her character, like, does nothing in the third movie, if I remember correctly. She's bad enough in this, and... CGI she, says, she has ridiculously horrible hair in the third movie. It was just yeah. all like humid everywhere they went. It's humid on Curacao. <laughs> humid on Tatooine. It was weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know where the hell we are. Go, whoever's turn it is. Yeah, mine, number four. And this is the last thing that I'm going to put as a negative. The rest of my list is like... Negative. Uh, when fucking C-3PO... Changes heads with a um, a Trade Federation droid, a Roger Roger dickhead. Ugh. And that's when Kit Fisto just knocks him over. Yep. So uh, that's my number three, and the exact words that I put down were the C-3PO bullshit. <laughs> Jesus H, it was. This is my number two, and I said stupid C-3PO. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Like, it goes on forever, too. Like, uh, it's just, uh. The only reason this is not my number one is because I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer and on a bad note. This is the <laughs> fucking worst scene in Star Wars. Hands down. Jeff's angry. <laughs> oh, I, I specifically remember this sitting in the movie theater, Attack of the Clones, going, right as... This happened right before this happens when Anakin and Padme are getting out on Geonosis, and C three and C three was like, "Oh, we should stay here." I'm like, you know what? This movie is not really as bad as Phantom Menace. This, you know, it could be a lot worse. And then this happened, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." He falls from the thing. He's whole C three PO can't even like walk upstairs without falling over. Yet he's hanging on to this robot that's swinging him. Like, ah. Oh. That's what <sighs> Lucas does. He crushes dreams. Oh, the bad puns. Oh, I'm beside myself. Oh, I'm scrap. Die, Jedi dogs. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> Shame shower. <laughs> Play the, the theme so from the crying so game. Super <laughs> <laughs> good taking that shower. Oh, this, is, this is awful. You guys continue to hate it. I'm just going to sit here and cry. <laughs> All right, that was my number four. Hey, can <laughs> Jeff, add, number three. Uh, can I add, uh, what, oh, also, R2-D2 has fucking booster rockets. He's going to fly uh, around everywhere. Yep. Ugh, that bullshit. Oh, well, yeah. Fucking retarded. Anyways. All right. Jeff, number three. Uh, my number three was the CGI clones, but I'm going to wildcard it because I had one extra one. Um, I hate how this movie trivializes Jedi. 
up until yeah. this point, Jedi were only killed by dark Jedi, basically. I mean, in the first three movies, Obi-Wan's killed by Darth Vader, Darth Vader and Emperor are killed by Luke slash Vader. The prequels, Qui-Gon's killed by Darth Maul. This movie, fucking dude jumps up and just Jango shoots him. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Apparently this Jedi doesn't want to block. How many Jedi died of robots? It's And not even like 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 the elite robots that roll around and have the shields, whatever the fuck those things are called. Droidicas. Yeah, but like just the Jabba robots that can barely fucking stand upright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roger Rogers. And even those stupid droid decoy, whatever the hell you said they were, just force push that shit over. Fuck. <laughs> you got people with very low metachlorian levels telling you how to Jedi. Come on, man. <laughs> just, it's just the fact that, yeah, these Jedi should not have been killed by droids. And, okay, if you wanted to have, you know, you wanted to build up the character of Jango Fett to be cool that he killed the Jedi, make it somewhat different than just shooting him. Like, I, I Yeah, something clever. I mean, that Jedi, I guess, deserved to die for jumping up there and dying, I guess. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but... Was that Colin Trevor? His, his that overconfidence is. was his weakness. Yeah, he should, he should have waited for his healer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I didn't like that, how they just brought in <laughs> all these Jedi. Like, so let me ask you this. When you thought about... How many Jedi did you think there were before the prequels came out? I don't know, like 12. <laughs> yeah, like maybe two or three per system or per planet or something right like yeah a very low number because these are like the elite of the elites that trained all their lives to actually learn the force and even then you had to be gifted like i was picturing like maybe like it kind of matches up with what you're saying like maybe at most like a couple hundred and then they'd be all spread out so enough yeah. that they could have a council <laughs> and it would have it make sense as mm-hmm. it would be weird if there was like eight jedi and six of them were on the council <laughs> you right. know. And, it, and it also makes it more uh, believable when they say they hunted down and killed all the Jedi. If there's like a hundred of them, yeah, you can account for them. But I mean, there's more than a hundred, it seems like, just in this one battle. And I doubt they brought every single Jedi to this battle, right? Like, yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. All right. That's it. Scott, number three. <laughs> uh, again, the, the C3PO bullshit was my third one. All right, Alex, number three. Thanks this for reminding are... me about that shit, Scott. <laughs> this is one of the things I like, and not particular. This moment was kind of funny, but it's more this dude's name. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Elan sleazed Pagano. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking CGI antenna. Uh, Want to buy some death sticks? Yeah, mouse from the Matrix. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> Not Switch or APOC. Mouse. I know. Digital pimp. Uh, not like this. He had a not bowl like of snot this. that looked like tasty wheat. That smelled like, tasted like tasty wheat. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> it's like Elad sleeps Pagano. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, when I learned that guy's name, I was dying. That that little interaction was pretty. It was pretty funny. Yeah. That sticks, dude. But yeah, that, there it is. What do you What do you guys think of that bar? Does that bug you that it's like an equivalent? <laughs> well, 
of an the American prices sports were outrageous. bar. Or does that bug you that? I know people get mad when there's too many Earth-like things in Star Wars. Where like he calls Aunt Beru his girlfriend. It's like I don't really mind that stuff, but the cameos were a bit much in that cam in that thing with Anthony Daniels and Jar Jar and. Who's a was he? What was he supposed to say? This is Baru, my space mate. Yeah, I know. See, that's that <laughs> doesn't bother me. This is my. Um, but you guys like that, that space bar? Um, I it didn't even register in my mind because I hated the diner scene even more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never really th- I never really thought about it before. Uh, I mean, it makes sense that there would be bars and canteens and stuff with that many people. Yeah. yeah. And they, we know that there's like at least the pod races. So we know there's like some kind of sporting events. Mm-hmm. Yep, and maybe the Kessel Run, whatever the hell that is, but maybe that's a race of some kind. Hutball. Hutball. <laughs> <laughs> so when you hike the ball, do you say, foot? Foot one, yeah. foot two. No. Isn't that what we do on Earth? We say hut. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> or, or we say Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Kill, 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 kill. Hut, yeah. hut, and then they and then they jump off sides, and nothing happens for a whole minute. And then Ed Hercules comes out and goes offsides on the defense number twenty-seven, five-yard penalty. We play second down. Hercules, hey. Hercules. <laughs> Old man with giant biceps. All right. Um, uh-huh. I don't know where we are. Good old buff, buff ref. Number so, two, Jeff. Jeff. Right. Yeah. Okay, then mine's stupid C-3PO scene, so done. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Number two is actually a, a positive. It might be my only one. Uh, the uh, Just not not the fight itself. But right towards the the end, when uh, Dooku's managed to take out both Obi Wan and Anakin, um, and by the way, I think Obi Wan could have taken him if Anakin wasn't being a dipshit. Well, that's uh, a given. Uh, but anyway, Yoda shows up on the platform like limping. He's got his little cane, and just the the sheer childlike excitement that I had of oh my god, it's actually going to happen, mm-hmm. and then stuff happened afterwards and yeah uh but just that the anticipation was amazing uh that we're finally getting to see why yoda was the ultimate badass uh, or at least up until that point we'd assumed he was the ultimate badass um i'm still a little a little bitter that he didn't just fucking hand dooku's ass uh yeah i, I get it yoda was a little hamstrung by having yeah. to protect the other two but still uh it should have been over quick um all that said, the <laughs> I actually saw this in the theaters twice, I think. The yeah, second time I saw it, um, <laughs> Yoda comes walking up. A guy yelled out in the middle, like, you know, got real quiet because everybody was, you know, into it, I guess, for that one scene. And the guy yells out in the theater, fuck him up, Yoda! <laughs> and I laughed. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, the, the anticipation of Yoda v. Dooku, which is more just... Getting to see Yoda fight it was mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. 
fight itself is yeah, it's not terrible, but it's yeah. Yeah, it didn't live up to the hype no. that I had built up for myself in the preceding like five seconds. Yep. All right, uh, Alex, number two. My number two is I actually like uh, Django Fett as a character. Really? Yeah, I like that he was around, that he was a hired uh, a hired gun. Uh, not necessarily Boba Fett. I mean, they could have left Boba completely out of this movie, and then in the it would it would have left speculation as to oh, what the hell is you know Boba Fett doing here? Is he just Django, but he changed his name, or is he another clone that got away? But anyways, I like uh, that fight on Geonosis that he had one on one with Obi Wan. That he, he clearly wasn't going to win the fight, a, a straight up fight against the Jedi, but at least he. he uh, Alex, it. it was on Kamino, not oh, Geonosis. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, okay. You're, you're, you're excused. But yeah, he was using the environment to his advantage, trying to get the upper hand and just really get away. Plus, those awesome sonic bombs that he used in space, pretty badass. Oh, that, that those sonic bombs are cool. Yeah. Ben Burt, always the best. I hated, I hated I hated that sound so much. <laughs> it turned into the goddamn um, Christopher Nolan movies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It incepted us to watch the third movie. Yeah, it did. <laughs> You're right. Maybe if they didn't do the whole Boba thing, Dodd, fire! Like that was maybe that's what tainted. Django for me. Maybe he said if they didn't do it, you wouldn't know the whole time if Boba Fett was a clone or his real kid. Yeah, I can see that. But. Why would he? Yeah, is he? he does Django just not get laid or something? <laughs> what happened? Oh, maybe he lost his junk in a battle, and that's why he has to have a clone. Probably. Wouldn't be a dad, but it's all just a pile of spaghetti and meatballs down there, <laughs> so he can't have kids. Well, not meatballs, probably spaghetti and marinara. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Gross. My, <laughs> my number one is, looks like a damn Sarlacc pit down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With or without the beak, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> my number one, and on a positive note, and I do... The one thing I do like is the lore of how Palpatine was behind this whole thing, playing both sides, getting both armies to battle each other to further uh, move himself up the ladder and get control of everything. So I do like that whole. It was executed terribly, but if you go back and let's say Attack of the Clones, oh, basically it's about Palpatine. I mean, the whole prequels are really more about him than they are about Anakin, I think, or at least done better. But how someone rises to power from being a senator to chancellor to dictator to emperor or whatever, however the order went there. So I do like that, how he's playing both sides. I don't like the fact, like, some of the stuff they leave behind, like this Jedi, Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas, which is never mentioned again. And I, I don't know. Like, do you think Palpatine had anything to do with Anakin's mom dying? I remember I thought that was a thing back in the day. but Yeah, it was. So he, he like, hired the sand people to to hold her there? I think so. Yeah, I think that's, that's what it was. I remember thinking that, but they never ever explained it, and I've never heard anyone say that, so I... Eh. I don't know where I heard it. Maybe it, it was like a, a side conversation or something that he inferred 
during one of the scenes and stuff, but that was pretty... Well, I thought that was pretty clear. That was the... the yeah, he did that with the Sand Peoples. Uh, uh, so... I, I thought the actor did a good job with it. Uh, Ian McDermott. Um, I, I thought that was actually... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was one of the, the... The coolest things about it was that he was doing the original trilogy, he had to kind of like put on the older makeup, and then he was like appropriate age when they went back around to film it the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, the whole thing's a little too convoluted. But I guess that's what happens when it's space opera. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like this to happen in my Scorsese movies, but <laughs> in my Star Wars movies, I'm okay with it, and I do like uh, the fact that he played both sides, and it kind of gets him his army and. And the whole attack of clones thing, I mean, the whole time we did think the clones are going to be the bad guys, and ultimately they are, but in this, at first they're good. So I, I do like that little twist. Um, so there it is. Palpatine playing both sides. Scott, number two. Number one. Okay, my number one is the the dialogue. Uh, we've you love this a few times. Yeah. <laughs> one of the worst lines in any movie ever. Uh, he goes. I'm not gonna recite the whole speech because it's fucking terrible. But the worst part of it is the. Uh, um, it's all because of that. I oh, won't. No, I'm haunted by the kiss you should have never given me. Oh my god, that is the worst fucking. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more horrible dialogue in that scene. There's the whole scene with the uh, the sand people. The. <laughs> They're like animals. Yeah, they slaughter them like animals. I hate them. Oh. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's holding me back. Yeah. yeah There's worse oh, stuff in the... God. I, like, I can always fix things. I'm good at fixing things. Yeah, then, it's easier when I'm fixing things. Yeah, there's the whole <laughs> fucking sand line. Uh, mm-hmm. When he, when he says... Uh, it's coarse and rough and irritating. Gets everywhere. Not like here. Here everything is soft and smooth. And she laps that shit up. <laughs> you know I mean? Let's bone. Yeah. Them's boning words. Then, then he's like, you need to stop <laughs> being a senator and start being naked. <laughs> Can't she be both? I guess that would be too much Earth-like. Yeah. Whoa! He's all creepy too. He's like, like, that's what I'm saying. It's also yeah. like, fuck. It's like, what a middle schooler would write to like impress a girl, and then oh, when she oh, turns oh. him down, he becomes all emo and goth. And yeah. anyway, it's just the, the dialogue is so fucking terrible throughout the entire well, movie. It's for kids, you know. <laughs> it's, a kids, it's a kids' movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah, it sounded realistic. <laughs> God. So why do you think he decided to write these scripts and not turn them over to screenwriters? Because he did. Nobody told him no. It was and his he, thing. Went, he wanted to do his thing, I guess. You know, like they took control of me and made those terrible Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi crap <laughs> films. It's time for me to take the helm and show them how it's really done. Ugh. 
Yeah, and, and like, okay, he did. Yeah, that's true. But like the first Star Wars, he did everything himself, and it's good. I don't. I guess he just stopped caring. Well, um, there's rumors that it was heavily saved in the editing, thanks to his then girlfriend, because she edited the whole movie together and cut out a lot of stuff that just didn't make sense and rearranged stuff so that it was more actiony and relatable. So, it, yeah, well, in, in a way, wait, 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 I got to defend Lucas here. First of all, it was his wife. He fired his editor because it sucked. And he actually, Lucas is known as one of the best editors in Hollywood. Mm. And, okay. and he and he uh, asked his wife to do it, who was a professional editor and was like doing De Palma films or something. So that I won't give him crap for. I, I right. think the first one you can put on his shoulders and say he was, I just think he's a young go-getter at that time. And by the time this came out, he's a Hollywood fat cat. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I guess, yeah, the, the biggest thing is that limitations breed creativity yes so yeah it's so when he has everything at his disposal including a huge budget and nobody's gonna tell him no well right. so in a way the the prequels are all our faults yes because we uh we gave the real lord Sidious ride to yeah we basically deified him after the first three so that he could do no wrong you know, we handed him uh, the Prometheus's fire, and he promptly put it out on his ball sack. But, but the <laughs> yeah, it's so in a way we're all to blame. Just George Lucas. I'm not taking blame in this bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I will. Say- I, I, yeah, I won't. I will not take any uh, uh, responsibility for the C3PO bullshit. <laughs> I would say I. I 100% believe it was almost impossible for him to live up to expectations. But he could have done better than this. Yes. That's all I'm saying. But I will give him one credit. At least he, took, he takes chances. I don't, I don't know if I can say that about some of these, at least the first Force Awakens movie. There's not so many chances in that. But we'll see. I know they had to bring it back. They had to recover from this mess. So I'll, yeah. give, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But we'll see if the, you know, Starkiller base. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, Alex, number one. My number one is I really liked the uh, alien designs, character designs, creature designs. Everything just looked really cool. Even though it didn't make... The forearms guy in the diner? Oh, God. Well, as a creature design, yes, his character and always pulling up his goddamn pants. Ugh. (laughs) Well, that's why he has extra arms. Jeevus H, I guess. Like his race doesn't know about suspenders. Yeah, he saves they money evolve. on suspenders. The yeah, they evolve arms, arms and just hold them up all the time. But, uh, remind me, is uh, Grievous is in this movie, right? He has to be. No, or is he no. just in... Oh, he's just in Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Damn, I thought he was in this one. Well, anyways. He's cool looking. Yeah. But spaceship, even though I don't agree with the spaceships... That they're all like brand spanking new. We don't see any of those in the uh, later on movies. But I like all the spaceship designs, cruisers, and whatnot. So the artwork is top notch. All right. Fair enough. Um, I go back and forth whether I like some of this stuff. I think it is all too shiny and new. It doesn't make sense. I know it's supposed to be better than what we see in Star Wars, but yeah, it's only like 20 years. Mm-hmm. The from Luke as a baby until then, like I don't know all this stuff. Where did the shiny go? 
Yep. <laughs> Shinnin, you want to get sued? <laughs> All right, let's rate this masterpiece. God. <sighs> yeah. All right. So, I was, you know what? I had myself as as a three coming in because it's like, you know, what? it's terrible, but it's Star Wars. But hearing all of our stories and just me getting so depressed, I'm two. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> Attack of the Clones gets a two for me. Wow. Scott. Okay, this is kind of tough. I'm kind of in the same spot you were. Uh. Yeah, I think I think I would have given it a three if we asked the very beginning. But yeah, I'm also gonna go with a two here. All right. Yeah. Well, Alex? I think I came in with the most hate in this movie, but since I actually found three things that I like about this movie, I'm gonna give it a three. All right. That's the, Alex, that's the, the outlier. Number, yeah, that's the number of things that I liked about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you yeah. this. Not, not rating all of them, but is this the, your least favorite one or no? Uh, I would have to say, yeah. This is my least favorite Star Wars. For me, it's not. I think I hate Phantom Menace more. But I don't know. I haven't watched that in forever. It's, it's, cl- it's close, but <laughs> I think Darth Maul saves that movie for me. Plus the pod racing scene. I mean, as much as I don't like Kid Anakin, I really do like pod racing. Yard! Plus yard! <laughs> <laughs> Man! Scott, I'll, I'll, what do you think? I, this more because I think at least Phantom Menace, uh, at least you're combining shitty dialogue with a kid. So there's absolutely nothing that, you know, it, it was going to be horrible no matter what. Yeah. So. Only Haley Joel Osment could have saved that character. What what I think I heard recently that apparently Leonardo DiCaprio was offered the role of Anakin. Would that have made a difference? No, right? No, no. even the slightest. Even McGregor no. did a good job. Like <laughs> He's Anakin. the most. Oh, as Anakin. Yeah. So you would have no. had Anakin, Ian McGregor, and Natalie Portman. So three. I think good he... actors, but still would have been a bad movie, right? Because bad dialogue, bad directing. DiCaprio probably would have quit. <laughs> Like, dude, you want me to say what? Nope. Well, he probably wouldn't have had his career that he had. He wouldn't have gone on to Scorsese movies and all shit. So. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, top sand moments. So this is our crossover moment of moments dealing with sand. Mm-hmm. Pretty uh, wide open. Um, I'll go to first. Excuse me. The lightning sand in Princess Bride. Oh, that's good. It's called. Ah, good damn it. Sand. That was mine too, my number five. <laughs> All right. So, falls in, he ju- or she falls in, he jumps in with the vine, pulls her out. Pretty cool. I like the scene of, well, first of all, the R.O.U.S. walks by and uh, and just him coming up with that big gasp of air. <gasps> yeah, he's got oh. sand all over his lips. Yeah. It's not as bad as lightning teeth, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> all right. Uh, Scott, number five. Number five is. Let's scroll down here. Uh, <laughs> this one is uh, for Alex, not so much Jeff. Yeah. But the uh, going to Final Fantasy VI, the uh, mm-hmm. Figaro, Figaro, the Sandcastle. Sandcastle. 
So it's the cast. Okay, so Edgar and Savin's home. Right. And it travels through the sand. It's like a oh, big mechanical cast. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so Damn, I man. usually okay, so I usually Damn. don't go off script and try to keep it to movies, but uh yeah, this one time I had to toss it out there. So Final Fantasy Six. Three here yeah. in the States. That did, that did blow my mind when I was playing it. It's like, well, how the hell are we gonna get over there? Oh, don't you know? <laughs> the castle just sinks into the sand and moves. That was awesome. Yep. Jeff knows we don't have to explain it to Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, it's obvious. I did. I did. This is so cool. I did it in Final Fantasy II. Whoa! <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number five. The Lightning's Head from Princess Bride. Okay. Yeah, Jeff, number four. Four. Um, any slow motion running scene in Baywatch? <laughs> <laughs> Preferably Pamela Anderson back in the day. So, beach, sand, boobs. Can't beat that Can't slow beat motion. That. Uh, PSB. I. I'll, I might actually go see this new movie because uh, that Dario, whatever her name is, pretty damn hot. Yeah, ridiculous. Plus, and, uh, The Rock. And The movie Rock. The movie looks, looks hilarious. So, um, yeah, slow motion running, boobs bouncing, mm-hmm. sand. There you go. Scott, number four. Okay. Number four is one of the few things that I actually liked from Dune, uh, David Lynch's Dune. Anyway, uh, toward the the final act, when uh, Paul Atreides, Paul Madib, uh, summons the sandworm and has to go climb it, ride it. Uh, so the worms are fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, they're just massive, and it, the thing coming out of sand like pretty cool. Uh, some of the shots of him climbing and actually riding it are pretty fucking terrible now. <laughs> Uh, you know, nearly 30 plus years later, but uh, the uh, the worms in themselves and the concept is awesome. So that's my number four. Mm-hmm. Nice. I've actually never seen it. You should at least it. once. How do you feel about David Lynch movies? Uh, I'm not like Scott. I don't hate him, but I'm not a huge fan either. Okay. Well, there's some pretty good old school special effects in this movie. <laughs> That you'll appreciate for their time. <laughs> but I heard they're making it again with Denis Villeneuve. Denis Denis Villeneuve. Whatever that guy's name is, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. All right, Alex, number four. My number four, Spaceballs. Have you found anything? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, Fuck, that's a great one. We ain't found shit. Uh, that might be my number one. <laughs> <laughs> Just combing the desert. But it the the desert. It's coming to us with an Afro pick. <laughs> we ain't found shit. And we ain't found shit. And it's uh, Tuvok. From, Bloody uh, Tuvok? Star Trek, from Star Trek Voyager. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's pronounced V'ger. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, what the hell? How come Star Trek never didn't call it Star Trek V'ger? They didn't even get into their own canon. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Number all right. three. Number three. Mm. Mm. I, I have I have extras. I want I want to put here. Um, all right. Wrath of Khan. The beginning when they meet Khan and the Khan and the group in that sandy planet. I think it's sand. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'll allow it. And they had the little, they have the little ear bugs in oh, the sand aquarium. Gross. Yep. Yeah. Put them in their really? helmets and then you just gravitate towards the ear. Ooh. So fun, fun bit of trivia. Uh, later on, when they show the close up of sticking those things in the ear, or maybe it was in that scene, they built on, they built a set and they built like a giant ear. And like an animatronic, one of those little things crawl in there that was like mm-hmm. the size of a hand for, to get the effect. Awesome. It's pure practical effects. EBG. It works. I thought you were going to talk about his chest. <laughs> no one knows. It's open for debate, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, Scott, number three. Okay, number three. Uh, we talked about this uh, not too long ago, but uh, Three Amigos, the canteen gag. Ah. <laughs> where I think I think it's Steve Martin, but pulls out his canteen and sand just comes out of it. Yep. And then they, they go over to uh, Chevy Chase, and he's got like a full canteen. He's got so much that he's like dumping it over himself, and he just tosses it on the ground. <laughs> Still spilling out. Yeah. Lip balm. So yeah, three amigos, canteen gag. All right. Alex, number three. My number three is The Karate Kid. First scene where LaRusso goes down to the beach and he gets his ass kicked by Johnny. And then somehow <laughs> Elizabeth Shue gets instant Florence Nightingale syndrome. So, uh, 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 are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Just just leave me alone. I'll be okay, okay? I'll be all right. <laughs> oh, he's he turned into Sylvester Stallone. He's so dreamy. Well, he had the wind knocked out of him and he's <laughs> yeah, Italian. He's from Jersey. You can suck a bullet me. Gets a lucky hit on Johnny and then he just gets his ass kicked. He did. Mm-hmm. He cheap shot. He cheap shot at Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Truce. Truce, man. Come on. No mercy. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Oh, man, there's so many I forgot. Now I'm thinking of... Well, yeah, see? The, I know. This list sounded hard, but there's a lot of sand scenes, bro. All right. Well, that's why my number two, I had to cheat, because every single movie in this, or at least three out of the four movies, have lots of sand in it. And I have all Mad Max movies, sand-based. <laughs> sand-based movies? Yes, yeah, it's not Silicon-based, it's sand-based. And uh, <laughs> the really? first one... Road Warrior, there's not a lot of sand. What are you talking about? There's the a lot of sand. sand. Yeah. The whole thing is sand. Well, the, yeah. wait, the, which one? The very first one. They're like in the Australian outback. It's yeah. just like it's just like shitty grassland. Yeah, the first one is not as much. Sand. Okay, okay, that's what I'm thinking. You said you said road wire. Road wire. I always, I, always get, I always get the names mixed up. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said three out of four. The first one is okay, not as much okay. sand. But yeah, Road Warrior, Thunderdome, and the new one, Fury, Fury Road. Road. Yeah, that shitload of sand. Because I was going to say that right out of the bat. I was like, I can't say that and not say Road Warrior. And then Thunderdome sucks, but whatever. Got to throw it in there. It's the it's the uh, Attack of the Clones of the Mad Max movies. That's not true. It's Two men enter, one man leaves. Uh, yeah. The first movie is so hard to watch. Anyway, that's another time. All the Mad Max movies, sand everywhere. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Scott, <laughs> number two. Number two is a tie between Rocky Three and Top Gun. 
<laughs> for the most homoerotic scenes involving sand ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Rocky Three, you've got you've got Apollo and Rocky going through the big training montage, and they keep showing them showing them running down the beach, racing each other with the super short shorts and the <laughs> and the shaved glistening chests. <laughs> And the, the super high socks, and then eventually, still going. eventually Rocky beats him, and then they hug as they jump around gleefully in the waves. And then there's uh, Top Gun, where they they play volleyball two two v two with the with what might be the worst song ever in a movie <laughs> with uh, Kenny Loggins playing with the boys. Uh, Hey, yeah, get him the so, gig. so yeah, number extra, two, extra tie, work. yeah, tie between Rocky Three and Top Gun. I'm playing with my boys when I watch that scene. Yeah, <laughs> what? So Heyo! What I'm talking about. Uh. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part of that scene is that Goose doesn't take his shirt off in front of all the buff guys. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, Mother Goose, mm-hmm. you pussy. <laughs> And that, there's no way Tom Cruise can spike a volleyball. <laughs> yeah, by the way, yeah. <laughs> nope. Tom Cruise is a great runner. I don't think he's a great jumper. Uh, and he's vertically challenged. Anyway, good on him. So my number two. Uh, all right. Alex, number two. My number two, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's pouring a little sand out of the bag to make sure that the <laughs> that it's the oh, same weight fuck. as the gold. That's good. <laughs> Damn, that's good, Alex. <laughs> awesome <laughs> nope still wrong <laughs> i mean you gotta you gotta think it's like did you think it was gold plated yeah, because if it's solid gold <laughs> just leave the sand in there that's a good scene and another oh, there's tons of good sand scenes in that movie yep Fuck. that one's my favorite <laughs> she does yeah, sand out as he's walking around <laughs> oh shit all the darts. Does me the weep. Adios, senor. Adios, senor. I'm going to go become Doc Ock in the next movie. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one, I have to go back to Star Wars and say the Sarlacc pit fight, beginning of the Return of the Jedi. Might be my favorite action sequence in all of Star Wars. Maybe with the first Death Star blowing up. I'm not sure, but... Loved it as a kid. Still love it to this day. It's probably the best part of Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's sand. And there's a little beast in a sandy worm vagina. And Boba Fett falls in it and it burps. And... Hi, just just a little hi. A little hi. So, there it is. And the gold bikini. All that. It's great. Sand, Sarlacc Pit, Return of the Jedi. Scott, number go, one. Go watch it, people. It's a good movie. Yeah, number one, as we've already said, was man, we ain't found shit. As Darth Helmet is having them literally comb the desert, and there's a guy with, a, with an Afro pick combing the desert. <laughs> uh, honorable mention to the other part when they pass out from the the heat in the middle of the desert and they wake up to the to the dwarf like creatures. To which Lone Star says, "When do we get to Disneyland?" <laughs> dink, 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 dink. As, dink. As a, as a kid, that was my favorite gag in the entire movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Also, also shout out to Darth Helmet's helmet in this scene. 
He's got the safari. He's he's wearing the. He's got like a pith helmet. Yeah, he's got the shorts. (laughs) Awesome, and it still has a little door for him to see his Rick Moranis face. Yeah, awesome. All right, Alex, number one. My number one is there's better. Well, there's better action scenes, but this whole thing is just so brutal, and just shit gets real real fast in this movie because of this scene. Saving Private Ryan when they arrive on the beaches of Normandy. Holy shit. That's a good one. Scott, damn. The dude that gets hit. hard to watch. Yeah, the dude gets hit in the helmet. Oh, look, you son of a bitch. Splat. Keep your helmet on, bro. I guess that guy didn't watch uh, Starship Troopers. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> he didn't... Uh... He didn't play Gears of War. Yeah. He did not play Gears of War. When they have this headshot off, they should have said, Tom Hanks, you are relieved of command. (laughs) Whatever his name is in the movie, I don't remember. Johnny Rico? Johnny Rico. Whatever Tom Hanks' character's name. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Tough. Yep. All right. Nice. Uh, one honorable mention is the the sand in the witch's hourglass in Wizard of Oz. Okay, I'll take it. I'll I'll, I'll since oh hourglass just real quick the uh, coal uh, the the hourglass they used to stop the spider. Oh yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. <laughs> We're doing crawl one of these nights. Yeah, we uh, are. <laughs> Let's get some feedback. Oh, yeah. We got two uh, participants. We'll start with the uh, often commenter, one-time guest, Clayton. Was it one time or was it two times? Was it two times? I thought it was... He quit. <laughs> uh, whatever. I don't know. Every single time, you never know, so that's why I'm bringing it. Eh. <laughs> he gave Phantom Menace a two, so he's on team Jeff and Scott. On that one. Yeah. He has uh, two honorable mentions. One is 40-year-old version where Steve Carell says, like, a, a breast feels like a bag of sand. <laughs> That's pretty good. And then he says, this is dirt, not sand, when Ash asks his disembodied, the evil, his evil doppelganger, the head of evil Ash, he says, hey, what's that on your face? <laughs> he just tosses a pile of dirt on his face. <laughs> That's good. Great scene. Not sand, but great scene. Yep. Okay, his real list. Number five. And this one, Chivas H. Uh, another video game poll. Bushido Blade 2, where if you're a coward, you could pick up sand from the arena and toss it into your opponent's face. <laughs> Since it's a total dick move, most un-Bushido-like. I would agree. Uh, number four, Archer to Woodhouse. R.I.P. Woodhouse. As a threat, I'm going to rub sand in your eyes. Also, I'm gonna, I'm going to tea need you to buy sand. Oh, I'm gonna need you to buy sand. I don't know if it comes in grades, but course, <laughs> that's good. Uh, number three, beach soccer. It's pretty much nothing but bicycle kicks and amazing saves. <laughs> I guess so. Beach volleyball is easier to look at, but nobody knows beach soccer, so I'll give that some love. <laughs> Thanks, Clayton. Uh, number two is a tie with Chariots of Fire and Rocky versus Apollo running on the beach. I, I, I thought about Chariots of Fire. Yeah. 
And number one, since the Star Wars scene is taken, I'll have to go with Angry Beach, beach Frisbee Tossing Deadly Razor Blade Frisbee Assassination from Hard Ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what the fuck. It's, 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 I gotta, it's, uh, <laughs> it, yes, do yourselves a favor and check it out. Clayton, I'm going to go through all your past posts and just write down all the movies I haven't seen that I need to. <laughs> Hard Ticket to Hawaii. At least watch that scene. You can YouTube it. It's amazing. And we got a first-time commenter, also one-time guest, Jared, your brother, Scott. All he wrote was, we ain't found shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows. Mm-hmm. He knows. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Keep it coming. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Clayton. All right. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. So, uh, Ducks. Sports ball. Sports ball. Uh, the ball's really rolling in hockey with the hut, uh, the Ducks doing pretty good. Their goalie, Guy Bear, kind of saved their asses, huh? You, I, I think you mispronounced it, Alex. Oh, it's, is, it, is it Guy Herbert? Yes. Oh, my bad. These Canadian names, I can never tell. Wait, is he a new goalie? Did he replace Goldberg? <laughs> I think he's, you know, they alternate, don't they? Him and Goldberg? Yeah, he's, he's the backup, yeah. yeah. Plus that one girl goalie that they, uh, that they got. She's got the fast glove. But Guy Bear, or Guy Herbert, and Goldberg are on fire, so she never gets a lot of play. Also, she's a girl. <laughs> you know there's a girl goalie in the NHL, Alex? Oh, for real? Cool. Yeah, but only in the preseason. She never played in, uh, in, the, in the regular season game, but Manon Rayom. I thought she's a she... French-Canadian girl. Oh, okay. She, she played that preseason, but yeah. She related to Jarmir Jogger? Um, no. Are we still talking about Star Wars alien names? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what about a man, a man, a man? Or Bib Fortuna? That guy, that guy shits out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he does. A man, a man, a man. Yeah. What about Forlom? So, Ducks, doing good. That's your news. Yeah, dude's got a .965 save percentage. That's a lot of percentages. <laughs> All right. I don't even know if this is true or not. I know it's not E-Bear, it's Gibson, and I think he's doing pretty terrible this playoff. Oh, I don't even know what the... Gibson Herbear? Yeah. He's been good enough. <laughs> That's not good enough. Yeah. Don't like talking about the ducks. All right. Time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, we're going to start off with a review here. There we so go. So just, just as we failed last week to see the movie when it came out, we managed to squeeze into the theater uh, and see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. At least Jeff and I did. Uh, i guessing you didn't, Alex? I did not. So I don't okay. care about spoilers. That's fine. Uh, yeah, uh, it's... So I think Jeff put it best. I don't know if it's better than the first movie, but it's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, I laughed at the entire movie. Uh, the the jokes were spot on. Uh, Dave Bautista is once again the comedy MVP of the movie. <laughs> yeah, Drax was gold in this. Thing. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God, it, like all the best lines. Uh, Baby Groot was amazing. There was a couple of. Uh, Really funny gags with him and just being stupidly adorable. 
uh, it, it really feels like a, an ensemble movie where everybody gets something to do to the point where even uh, Chris, uh, Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana, who are probably the biggest stars in the movie, uh, they, it almost feels like they don't have as much to do as everybody else. Because uh, Rocket gets a whole bunch of scenes. Um, Yandu gets a whole bunch of stuff to do. Uh, Is he whistle a lot? He does. He whistles yeah. a shitload. Yeah. Uh, even his little sidekick gets a ton of things to do. Uh, I can't remember the character's name. Oh, that skinny dude that's always around him? Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, the movie is, you know, I honestly haven't given it much thought as like a film. <laughs> like, how good is it as a movie? I just know that yeah, it hit all the beats. It was funny. The characters are likable. The action was was pretty fun. Um, I liked the the style of the movie. It has this very neon kind of arcade look to everything. Um, and here's another spoiler. It's got Kurt goddamn Russell in it. He was in the trailers. Uh, yeah, all, all in all, highly recommend it. Uh, I don't know where I'd put it in to my uh, rankings of overall MCU movies, but it would be up there in the, the latter half or the upper half, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, I had what might be the best credit sequence of all the Marvel movies. Better than Deadpool? There was a shitload of stingers. There's like mm. five of them. Yeah. <laughs> Jeebus. Not only that, but the, yeah. like, the credits themselves are like super cool. There's cool music. There's fun music anyways. Yeah. Uh, without spo- I don't want to spoil anything, but there's one of the songs that's pretty hilarious. Um, there's cool stuff going on in the credits. Yeah, there's a bunch of stingers. Uh, it was... Yeah, so that's a- Oh, that's the one we should spoil. There are five of them. So if you go watch this movie, stay for all five of them. Don't uh, yeah, literally you stay until like the screen shuts off. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I was really looking forward to it. I was not let down. Um, and then uh, to move on, I don't know, Jeff, did you have anything else to add? Uh, no, like I said, I don't know if the story is as good as the first. It might be. I don't know. I've only seen it once. I don't know. But, it, yeah, just it's hilarious. Um. I heard someone kind of describe it as saying that they've almost kind of done this lethal weapon thing where it really doesn't matter what happens in the movie. You just love the characters so much. Yeah. Like whatever they get into, you just have yeah. to have a good time. Uh, that's what, that's and they can keep yeah, introducing they're... new people, and it just works. It's just fun. And Oh, they're going to go take on this bad guy. Okay. Or they can just sit in a room and talk. But you just love these characters so much that it's awesome, no matter what they do. Yeah, it, it does kind of feel like that's the whole point of this movie is for these characters to just say and do fun shit not you know the the plot is kind of secondary not that it's bad but uh yeah that's uh, yeah i look forward to hopefully see all these guys pop up in the next avengers movie i guess yeah infinity war yeah and then whenever they do volume three uh and then uh, moving on to uh some sad news a, a character that was tied recently to the Marvel Universe. He had a run on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, he also showed up in The Avengers. I don't know if it was supposed to be the same character or not. I think it but, was. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Powers Booth has passed away. Uh, great character actor. Just, booth bump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> booth bump. He had the, the super menacing look and voice and uh, you know, one of our 
one of our favorites here at Hunt Shots First. Uh, the Hunt Shots, Shots First. Hunt Shots First. <laughs> Sorry, my nose is all clogged up. I can't. Hunt Anyways, Shots First. Uh, the uh, Tombstone uh, playing Curly Bill Brocious, one of our all-time favorite villains around here. Uh, with one of our favorite, our most quoted lines from any movie, the whale, bye. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, sad, sad that he has passed away. 68, I believe. Um, and then moving on to lighter news. Uh, Jeff had actually mentioned earlier Martin Scorsese and what we want out of a movie. Well, I didn't realize until just today that uh, he's filming a movie called The Irishman. And it's <laughs> anybody want to guess what this movie is about? Uh, Irish mobs. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's a mob movie <laughs> set in the fifties, I believe. Um, but it's supposed to get the whole gang back together. Uh, just to have yeah. De Niro and Pacino. Gonna, yeah, how are they going to pull off this movie with Irishmen named De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci? Well, De Niro played an Irish guy in uh, Heat. Well, he also played a Russian in Bullwinkle, but I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> Did he? I was a total guess. I know he was in that movie, but I don't know if he played a bad guy or not. I don't know. He played S- Supreme Leader or whatever his name was. I forget. I thought he played Boris or something. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, anyway, <laughs> so I'm that that won't be out for a while yet. Uh, next year's you know it's on Netflix too, right? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a Netflix movie. Oh, sweet. Uh, I can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Opening night. Yeah, as long yeah. as as long as the kids and the wife aren't around. Good. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, so yeah, I'm. You know, anything Scorsese does, I'm, I'm in. Especially if it's about mobsters. As long as, as long as Mac Wahlberg is in it, yeah. should be should be all right. Uh, and that's basically it for me this week. Uh, Jeff, did you have anything you want to talk about? Nope. Okay, Alex. Yeah, I just saw an interesting trailer, also for a Netflix. I want to say movie that has to do with Glow. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling, chicks? yeah, gorgeous, <laughs> uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. It follows like a, a struggling actress that's trying to get a job and everything uh, in Hollywood, and then she gets a call from her agent. Yeah, they want unconventional women or whatever, and she ends up being one of the wrestlers. And it's it seems like a uh, what you call it a dramatized biopic, not a biopic, but a uh, topic. Yeah, topic. Topic. But. It looks great. All the 80s glam, a lot of coke flowing, like behind the scenes type of stuff. They have those ridiculous 80s robots at some at, at ridiculous 80s parties. So it looks awesome. I'm going to watch it. It's only a trailer right now, but I want to watch it. Oh, Alison Brie, I'm in. Yeah, there you go. Hills to the air. And Ellen Wong. All right. I'm definitely watching this now. I remember watching the Glow Girls. None of them look like Alice and Brie. <laughs> well, they do now. They do now, damn it. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. You, did, you didn't know Big Bad Mama? Alice and Brie's mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the name of that? Who was that 
Yeah, Big Bad Mama. Yeah. The one with the painted no. painted black face and painted white face. Like it half and know, half. There's, but there's the really famous chick. I mean, she was an old age. She was still wrestling like 10 years ago every once in a while. What the hell was her name? She was age. Grace Jones. No. <laughs> I, would, I would not be surprised. Grace Jones was wrestling last night. Moo, moo, moo. No. What the hell is her name? Ah, you guys. I know you guys like watch wrestling. Let us know out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they they fought the the Stooges, the Vince McMahon Stooges. That's not too long ago. Back when I watched wrestling back in 1999, so <laughs> 20 years ago. Gosh, oh, the Great Moolah or something like that. I think that's right. The Great Moolah. Anyway. That sounds super racist. <laughs> <laughs> she was a white chick. And they okay. made money. I think that name could be totally wrong. Anyway. That wraps up this episode, but what are we talking about next week, Scott? All right. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about uh, something we dipped into a little bit earlier on in our podcasting history. Uh, but now that we got the list, we get to revisit everything. So, uh, with uh, Alien Covenant coming out, we're going to do something that ties in with that, because we don't know if we're going to actually go out and watch it. But uh, we're going to we're going to talk about Aliens. Oh, a- the other the other uh, aliens. Uh, and our crossover topic will be our favorite betrayals. Mm-hmm. So anytime somebody figuratively stabs somebody else in the back, uh, what, oh. whatever your favorite thing is about that. It can, if, if the figurative and the literal combine, Alex, you can do one of those. Okay. Like a guy randomly shanking another guy in the back doesn't count, though. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, the airplane. <laughs> Does Grey Worm stabbing Saruman in the back count? Yes. Yeah. There it is. That's your number one. Spoil- spoilers. <laughs> Does. All right, whatever. We got to end this episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.